ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Let's Talk Twice podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. We recently reached a milestone, episode 50, um, which we haven't even made a formal post about, which I feel like we should have. Like, it's pretty big fucking deal. Yes, it is. Uh, Congratulations, gentlemen. Yeah. Boys, good stuff. That's a great milestone. It's crazy that it's been a year and it's been 50 episodes. I, I think that's pretty impressive, but appreciate everyone who's been listening and we're going to keep going at it. So for this week, the topic, the episode that we're going to have is how to sustain success. We've kind of briefly talked about success before in a different manner, but for this episode, we're kind of steering more towards about why we think personal accountability and success are kind of linked and how we're going to try to find our own path of success through our own mindsets and just kind of talk about our ways through why it's maybe easy to find success, but to sustain it and have that be consistent is much harder to do. So with mm-hmm. that being said, gentlemen, first off, how are we doing? We had a great 4th of July. We haven't recorded it in about two weeks, but everyone had a good 4th of July. Oh, yeah. Feeling a lot good. of fun. Beach, beach trip last week, so that was fun. Ooh, beach is always fun. Mm. Yes. Back to it though this week, but it was still fun. That's right. Well, good, good. What about you, Let's Tanner? That was good, man. Yeah, I like I said, I saw family for about a day or so. My dad's side of family for a day or so, and then I had to come back because I had a my first grad school exam and it kicked my ass. But yeah, made time for everyone and spent some quality time with people here and there. Just I'm used to having like at least a few days off, so I was kind of yeah. bummed about that. But that's no big deal. We're we're back at it. Back at it, man. Yes, sir. You're in the grind, man. In the grind is correct. Uh, GT, do you happen to have the first question by chance? Why, gentlemen? Yes, I do. How do you boys define sustaining success? Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to – it's a very open-ended question to start us off. Uh, I like it. I think you have to start with how you define success in the first place and what that means to you and what your values are with success in the first place. And then when you start with that and you know that you've obtained success, then you have to go, you know, the way I think of sustaining success is keeping that success and taking it to either another level or maintaining the momentum that you had. So like, for example, for me, I just got into school for KSU for music. And so that was a big like success milestone. And so now in order to sustain my success, which is an eventual goal of moving into a new career, I have to be prepared for school. So, you know, I've been checking my email pretty much once a week. I've been I've registered for my classes. I'm making sure I'm caught up with financial aid without anybody on my ass about it. Whereas in high school, my mom would have been on my ass about that. But yeah, so I think for me, it's just like when you have a goal and you have something that you reach, can you take it to another level? Can you push it to a, another degree? And if so, what steps can you take that will keep your success the same, but also push you forward? Because you're sustaining success even if you move forward past what you initially started with. So that's how I view it. One way. That's good. I think sup and I, man, I don't, I can't remember what episode I said this in, but the complacency is a a big thing about people with their success. They achieve this big goal and they're happy about it, but sometimes we lose sight and get a little too comfortable too soon after we achieve a goal. And to sustain success, I think two things: one, you have to remember how hard you work to get to this goal, whatever of whatever success for for you, Connor, would be getting into school, 
And the second thing is, if that's not the end of the road, obviously you getting into school is not it. You still have to go to school. So right. how, how are you going to sustain the success and become a better musician? How, what are you going to do to prepare for school? I think it's just kind of having a milestone check, but always building on said goals, said success, and, and trying to further yourself and not necessarily just go concrete blocks one at a time. No, I totally, yeah. I totally agree. I think it's like Connor said, your foundation is you have to first off define what is success. And then, like you said, for both of y'all, it's how do you, first off, how do you define success? And then second off, what is your personal ways on how you got to that success and how to be consistent within yourself and things that you can control and all that to keep that same success, but only build on top of that and further improve it to bring it to that next level. Like you said, I think it's one where it's a very personal thing. Like we've said many times, you have your, your own walk of life. Everyone has their own game of life that they're playing and everyone's success is not going to be the exact same. I think it's important to have your foundation and maybe even experiment with some things because a lot of successful people in this world and entrepreneurs, they have to try different things to see what sticks, what is something the consumer or other people like they gravitate to. And I think it's not being lazy and comfortable with one way, but maybe you can do that thing that you're doing that is being successful, but maybe incorporate something else to further bring yourself along and improve and achieve higher levels than you were already at. So don't be complacent, like you said, and not being comfortable where you're at, but be hungry for more because there is more out there. Yeah. 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 Well, we're on the same page. I think we are all on the same page. Why? Because you are listening to the second most listened podcast in the world, the Let's Talk 20s podcast. So we know what success is like. Change every week. Well, I mean, people are more interested or less interested on week to week. It just matters what content we're putting out for them. I know. We were 222nd last week, and now we're second. It's we're crazy second. how much a week can change things. <laughs> oh my it is God. pretty crazy. In a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually have a quote that I want to follow up uh, with that question on. And I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting. It was one of those kind of hard ass quotes, but it was, there's more to it than that. The quote is the only place success comes before work is in a dictionary. And I believe that success is a true attribute of someone putting in the work to be where they are, but how much of a factor does working lead to success in your opinion and why? Some people think, say success is kind of luck, hard work. You know, what, what do you think? I think it's situational because like we said, it's off of that foundation. That first, first thing that we talked about is how do you define your success? Do you define it as, oh, I got lucky. I won 10,000 on a lottery ticket. Is that really success in your eyes? If it is, then hey, by all means, that's your personal success. That might not be my personal success or someone else's. But right. for the most part, I would say for society, yeah, absolutely. Because we're always told if it was easy, everyone would have it everyone would be a professional everyone would be a millionaire everyone would be a billionaire and that's not true 
if you want to be successful in this world, you have to be hungry. You cannot be complacent. You cannot be lazy. And you cannot be just thinking it's going to come to you. And you got to keep yourself accountable. And I think sometimes some people get a little comfortable. And I know me personally, that's happened before. But I'm finding different ways to sustain this success and not stay and not plateau. So I definitely think you got to grind. You have to grind. If you want it bad enough, you'll do it and you'll find a way. And that's something that I think is very universal and something that people really need to fully accept. Yep. Very true. Very true. Connor. I might have a different opinion because I not completely. I agree that work is the biggest factor to success. Absolutely. That is the biggest factor. And, you know, I, I think that success again is independent. It's independently defined. And again, it's my opinion, but I believe work should be put in regardless of what you think you're going to get out of it. You know, hard work can be an intrinsic thing that you gain from the situation and you can just gain like the fact that, oh, I worked my ass off and I can do this, for example. That can be a success for your success for yourself, for example. But if we're if we're talking about kind of extrinsic like financial success and we're talking about people who have made it to the top, people who are in these motivational speaker categories, celebrities, people like that. I I personally don't think that's that work is always the factor. I do think that especially with money and especially unfortunately I think with today's world I think that some of it is either luck based, manipulation based or it's just who you know based at the end of the day. You can you can be in the right place at the right time and encounter an incredible opportunity but if you were five minutes late, maybe you never would have encountered that person. I don't think that that means that you're necessarily working any less harder than people who have made it at the top. That just means that you weren't in the right place at the right time. You know, I think that work is important for success. I don't think that it should not be valued. And I don't think that you should wait for success to come to you. I think you should just work and find other ways of success if you can in your life, because I think it's important to have multiple versions of success. You can feel accomplished and successful in your life. But for me, I feel like it's really hard nowadays to kind of compare yourself and to get up to that kind of level. I don't know if that's what we're talking about, but I just feel like that there are a decent bit of examples of individuals who in our society, especially have made it to the top and they got lucky because their family was like wealthy, for example, or they got lucky because let's say they're an actor or something, their whole family is full of famous actors. So of course, if they were going to be an actor, they have all of those resources. They have all of those things in their life that nobody else who starts from the bottom would have. It doesn't mean that the person from the bottom can't necessarily work their way up. I truly believe that that is 100% possible. But I still think it's going to be way easier for somebody who has a lot of other pieces of the puzzle. That's just how I feel about it, though. No, I totally agree on that. I wasn't saying that that's not happening, but that is something that I would absolutely say is yeah. very prevalent right now, <laughs> especially with social media. You can blow up on TikTok and you're now famous and you can be famous for the rest of your life. And you, and you can't choose like how that blows up. You know what I mean? You like, never. You 
you could be just as funny or as dedicated or as kind as the next creator with, yeah, with your no, content, I, right? I totally agree with that. And I definitely, yeah. when you said the right place, right time, right people, that is so true because that, that's what has, I think. that affected, that's, that was me. I, no, I know, man. I know. I, I, that resonated very well. And I'm not saying that that's the only way I'm saying like for the mass right. majority, that's what society really is but it's something yeah. where because if you don't put in any work where are you gonna yeah. go that, that yeah exactly it's like you can have your own intrinsic values with success what all the hard work that you put in gt it does not take away all the work that you put in because maybe you didn't get to the place that you wanted to go like you still did awesome man your work was awesome regardless of what the results were. I think that's more of what I'm talking about. I guess that's why I think sustaining success and work for hard success, it really just does depend on how you value success. Yeah, no, I really think it does. Yeah. What about you, Tanner? Yeah, Tanner. Somewhere in the middle. I, I just, I don't know. It's it's, it's a tough one. It, I mean, well, situational. I mean, it is, it is situational. And I guess it depends what, what you're trying to achieve and how much of that will be determined by just pure hard work or how much of that can be determined by outside influences or people kind of dictating when and how you do become successful. So it's all based on what form of success you're trying to achieve and how much of that is just going to be individualistic or how much of that, whether it's a business or something, you're depending on other people to like your product or like your service or whatever it is. So yeah, I, I would agree more with Connor, but I think overall it could be right place, right time. But if I pitch something to you and you're a business executive and I didn't put in the work to provide a good pitch yep. or something like that, then it's not right person, right time or right place, right time, right. excuse me. It's, you have to, I think being a hard worker and hard work is the still the biggest factor to do it but yes i i know what you're saying too i'm not discrediting i think that that was a fantastic point thanks man you're right though both of y'all had great points but yeah tanner what you said with the whole if you're not putting in the hard work when that moment arrives then that moment well that moment's never going to come right because you're yeah. not putting in the work to earn that moment you might put in that work for your entire life and never get that moment sure Okay, I understand that, you know, and maybe you have to pivot, maybe you have to be flexible, you know, and like GT said, it's situational. But like you said, if you're not putting in the work, you, you never know when that moment's going to slip by. And sometimes people don't put in the work, I think, because of complacency, because of their successes or wherever they are in their lives. Complacency, I think, plays a, a huge attitude that people kind of get into when they're talking about success and, oh, I got this now, I'm good to go, you know, and then you kind of touched on this earlier, Tanner. So I'm just curious, we should delve into how big of a role complacency does play in success. How big of a role do you guys think this plays in preventing people or encouraging people? Massive. It's everything, man. It It's li in my opinion, if there has ever been something that I was doing well in and maybe I slipped up in, for example, the gym, for example, it, it's all for me nine out of ten times the reason why i've fallen off the wagon or whatever is is complacency or lack of motivation i get yep. complacent and i was motivated but then i lose my my touch into that because now i've quote unquote achieved it 
right? What, what more yeah. do I have to prove? What more do I have to achieve? But like we said at the very beginning, there's always things to build up on. Maybe you achieved this large goal, but is there ways to improve? Connor, you got into school. You're not going to stop practicing your bass guitar. You're like, oh, shit. Well, I got three other guys that are playing bass. I want to be first chair out of the four guys. You know what I mean? So it's like stuff like that where there's always ways to improve. But oh God, yeah, complacency. Wow, I love that. The complacency is everything for me. I think that plays the largest factor in terms of people being successful and not sustaining it. Massive. That's just my opinion. What about you two? Yep. Love what Tanner said. I absolutely agree. One thousand percent. I think it's people they achieve that goal and then they're they don't have a sense of direction. They don't have like, oh okay, I got there. Oh hell. So like what am I gonna do now? And it's like that's why I think having multiple different goals like we've said but way long ago having different goals and having okay when i achieve this how can i get better how can i get to there because think about it if everyone was perfect your name would be god and is your name god no right even the hall of famers they would tell you they had some things that they could could have worked on that they wish they were better at yeah they could have had nine out of ten things mastered down there's one thing I think it's like finding that inner beast within you, letting it and unleashing that inner beast and unleashing and growing that fire within yourself, light a fire in you to find that next, okay, what am I going to achieve now? What am I going to achieve after this? So that way you don't become complacent. So that way you don't have room to be complacent. Find something and put it there and find ways to get there like we said those steps right instead of jumping to get to these big things take those little steps right it's a whole lot easier on your body and it's a whole lot more of a guarantee when you take those little things and get there because you cannot be complacent and you got to enjoy the process because if you can't enjoy the process you're not going to be any you're not going to be there you're not if you cannot enjoy the little things you're not going to enjoy the big things you're just not because you didn't work hard enough for it And because you didn't put yourself in the right situation at the right time with the right people, you have to be mindful of where you are. You need to first off be mindful of who you are, what you want to do, how you're going to get there. And then you got to be mindful of every day of doing what you set yourself to in complacent. Because if you think for a second that taking a day off for a lot of different things, oh, it's okay. Like, I'll be fine that then your brain is going to become weaker because you just gave it an excuse. That's why excuses are horrible, right? Now, I get it. Life happens. I absolutely understand a thousand percent. We've all had things happen. But as soon as you put an excuse, mentally become weaker within yourself. And that's then going to affect you. Because people say there's physical mistakes. And I would tell you every time a physical mistake happens or emotional mistake happens, you know what it really is? It's a mind mistake. It's a mental mistake because that the brain controls how you think, act, and move. And as soon as you're not mentally sound up there, you create a mental mistake and something is a result of it. It's not always just physical. So if someone says, it's oh, it was a physical thing, you need to then question what happened up top to let that then happen. I agree for the most part before Connor talks. I just think that sometimes the the mindset, like you said, we have off days and stuff like that. So 
it's a good mindset to have on most days, but I think it's important for people who listen or watch that, including myself. Well, we'd be all bullshitting ourselves if we said we haven't had days where we do slip up and we make mistakes and, you know, mis- mistakes happen. And as hard as you can be on yourself, you have to realize that it's a very emotionally draining thing if you demand 100% from yourself constantly, because that's something I am currently improving on. I mean, I don't, not as bad as I used to be, but I agree with you mostly GT, but I will say for people who listen or watch, that might be very difficult to do easier said than done, but also try your best. But, you know, if you don't succeed seven out of seven days every week, then, you know, you can't consider that week of failure. But I think you need to also, I think people need to realize that you can have that as well. And I'm not trying to act like I'm Andrew Tate or some hard dude, right? right? It's one of those to where that's something that works for me, right? Because for me personally, it keeps me more accountable for myself. But that's mm-hmm. why you need to be mindful of yourself. But I think I would, I'd be lying to you if I told you that you succeed every single day even when you give 100%. I totally agree. And that's something that can be put in. Absolutely. Because a lot of people are going to fail. And a lot of people say, oh, we failed once. Okay, well, how many times do you think you're going to fail before you succeed? And if someone tells you, oh, I'm su- going to succeed on the first time. How many different projects, papers, essays, whatever it may be, I like merchandise, apparel, whatever it may be, the first time they ever put that thing together, you really think out of all of them, you're going to get a seriously high percentage? You're You're going to fail. It's going to happen. That's why you have to enjoy the process. It's going to yeah. happen. You're not going to be 100% successful every single day. I'm saying, but if you give everything to it, enjoy that process. You don't have to be successful 100 out of 100 times. Yeah. But if you can find that success, those little successes, enjoy those, and you have to be determined. You have to be hungry and go after it. I know – what both of y'all are saying, Tanner, I, th- I think people who maybe are harder on themselves will appreciate it. But GT, maybe people who need a little bit of a kick are going to appreciate what you're saying too. You know, I, I mean, I think the biggest battle with success, with positivity, with a, a good mindset is is the battle in your head, you know, the battle with your mind. That's just, that's where it all, that's where it all happens, you know, and it's, it, it's easy to say, oh, it takes this, 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 but that's my this, 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 it's not your this, 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 right? I I think, I don't think there's a right answer to combat complacency other than just being aware of like what your tendencies are and being aware of your strengths and negatives and being aware of the tendencies that your brain has. So for example, one thing I've struggled with with complacency is I'm a very emotional person. So unless something felt 100% good to me in the past, I wouldn't go for it. And so when I was over school and I didn't want to study or do my homework, I would do it, but I would like half-ass it. Or I was like, oh, I can miss this assignment. So I'm going to do it. And, you know, I was being easy on myself to an extent. And and, and sure, I was going through some things, but, you know, I've been looking back and to be honest, it wasn't really that difficult. And looking back, I mean, I really was just kind of screwing around. I, I was just playing games a lot. I was, yeah, I was working and I was going to school, but 
outside of that, you know, I was just living and trying to focus. And sometimes that is hard in of itself. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Right. And that's, that is totally fine. And that if that's what you need and you're just trying to live and survive and work and just make it to the next day, Hey, props to you for making it to the next day, every single day that you do. Right. Cause you're not being complacent by just living your damn life. But I do think for me personally, my, my brain takes advantage of when I'm not feeling great as an excuse to do nothing basically, and to make no progress on anything. So if I'm not feeling good, oh, I don't have to do anything because I'm not feeling good. And then it's like my brain started searching because I gave into it so much, just like GT said a little bit. I started searching for ways to give myself a break and kind of manipulate stuff um, in, back in college and late high school. And so as a result, I subconsciously knew that I wasn't pushing myself as hard as I should have in my friendships, in my relationships, in my schoolwork, in my jobs. I wasn't, you know, I was being nice. I was being friendly and I did work. I did work, but I wasn't. A lot of people in my life think I'm really hard on myself and I know that I can be at times, but I also know my tendencies are to be lazy and complacent. And I, I've been good at maybe giving off a vibe that I work hard all the time. But in reality, I know deep down that my brain likes to be complacent and do nothing a lot of the times. And I gave into that. So you got to know what your own battles are. You got to know what your own, what your own tendencies are with your brain. I personally think everybody's brain, a lot of the times, like your mind's just not nice to you. Sometimes it just wants you to give in to the negativity and it wants you to give in to like, oh, you, you you succeeded something. All right, let's take a break. You know, we don't need to do anything for whatever. I'm glad you brought up the base practicing because I gave into a complacency thing where I stopped practicing for a while after I got into school. And now I know I have to practice again because I'm about to go back into school. But that was something that I was complacent with. And so it's just it's just something I learned. But I'm not I'm not a terrible person because I stopped practicing my base. I just have to get better with it, you know. So there's there's a fine line between just knowing what your tendencies are, knowing where you tend to go and not hating yourself for it and not being hard on yourself for it, but just acknowledging the reality of what it is. And it's like, no, I'm just, I can be complacent when I work really hard towards a goal. I still need to push past that sometimes, you know? No, absolutely. You know, I love us being deep and I, I want us to dig a little bit deeper because <sighs> when I thought of this question, I had no music going. I was just in a quiet place and I closed my eyes and I really was proud of myself because this question is something that I think we could talk about for a while, but I think this question is really good because it's about our foundation. How can one distinguish a building block as intrinsic or extrinsic when it pertains to sustaining success? Hmm. It's deep. I'm interpreting your question. I feel like it just boils down to, for me, when I'm trying to do something well, a lot of times I can mix up my motives with how I think other people want me to get something done or how people may want me to go about a thing to be successful. For example, maybe you're going through something and you're asking for advice with your parents and your parents give you a response and they're trying to tell you not well, they kind of are trying to tell you what to do because maybe they've made a mistake in the past and they're trying to prevent you from replicating that mistake, right? Honest advice. But at the same time, there could be times where that can influence what you truly feel like is best for yourself, right? Because maybe what your parents did was something that you're like, well, why would I, I wouldn't do something like that, you know? 
Right. So I feel like at times it's hard to distinguish what's intrinsic and extrinsic because sometimes I value what other people expect or want from me as my own motivation, as my own way of success. When in reality, it's just everyone else's parameters they have set up for me. Right. So I think you just really need to sit down and think about if you're trying to achieve something, are you truly doing this for yourself? And how is this going to affect and impact yourself and yourself only? You know, you can think about your significant other, your friends and your family about you getting into grad school, you getting a coaching job, you you know, for examples for all three of us, but on a wider scale of, are you doing this for yourself or are you pretty much kind of being influenced by other people? And you really have to sit down and think about that on a deep level because sometimes those things can be intermingled and I know they have for me in the past. And once you establish that, then you truly know if something's intrinsic or extrinsic. And like you said, JT, when you're having a bad day, are you influenced by what other people are doing and you see your family downstairs watching TV? Are you going to go downstairs and sit and watch TV with them or are you going to go up in your room and grind that schoolwork that you need to get done? Are you going to you know, go to the gym when you feel like complete shit, but your friends are going to see movies. So you go see a movie. It's like, we're very easily influenced by other people. So you have to establish what your goals are. I, th- I think that's a good way to definitely view how important intrinsic building blocks for success can come into play and like where they come from. And if you don't understand where they come from, then you don't know if they're intrinsic or not. I mean, I'll just be a little more literal with building blocks towards success. When I think of building blocks, I'm I'm thinking more of just like the steps that you take to reach a certain goal. I'm assuming that's pretty much what you meant, GT. Yeah, no, it's it could be something like that. Or maybe it's something where quite literally a building block. I mean, it's it could be a whole different things. It's not just one specific thing. Because like we said, success your building blocks are going to be completely different. They could be in multiple different facets. I would say as far as giving broad and just general of me, I would say I would tend to lean towards Tanner. It really is. How do you define it? It's your own personal thing. It's your success. And like, what are you doing it for? Like you, like you said, and like you said also, like, are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for something else? Is it intermingled? Is it maybe influenced from an extrinsic, but it becomes an intrinsic thing, but maybe you just have a little bit. I mean, it really is just situation. So, yeah. And it's not much like I really want to add to because, I mean, that's perfectly said. I think it's a great way to go about it. Well, to shift gears, so we've talked about the the building blocks of success. We've talked about personal ways that we know other people use to sustain success and what has worked and not worked for us. But I want to talk about failures a little bit because failures and success sometimes is a very thin line and a, kind of like a gray area of what people consider a failure and what people consider a success. So we've mentioned how failures can either stay as gatekeepers for some people or transform that into fuel or motivation to succeed in the long run. I want you guys to talk about a time when a failure that seemed overwhelming actually turned into fuel or motivation to succeed in the end. Now take your time. Let's really think about this one there, okay? Let's really think about a time. No, I, I got a couple. I thought I had a scholarship to play baseball at a Division One school. 
I was led on and I was basically lied to, to try to keep me there and save me for later on when then I'm losing equipment, the baseball, I then have to be away, far, far away from home. I'm having to sustain success and find the little ways, which, and I, and I would be lying to you if I didn't say I got complacent and I, I gained 50 pounds and it wasn't 50 good pounds and my grades tanked. It, seemed like I didn't have any motivation because I thought baseball was over for me. And I thought I was done being around the sports. I fell down the rabbit hole of it. And I just didn't really even think about it or did, you know, dive deep because I fell into depression. It was horrible. I went through a rough time and it's something that, you know, I almost lost my life to this partying and drinking and everything. And it was stupid. And it was just to the point where when I, one day I looked down at the, you know, I got put on academic probation for my second semester, second semester of college, right? And then I didn't meet cause of business, minimum GPA. So then I was suspended, right? Out of freshman year, I'm now 18, about to be 19, and I got suspended. I, and almost expelled from a college where I thought I had so much going for me and I was going to be this right. big, like division one baseball player. I let myself get the better of me and I just got completely complacent and I didn't put anything towards it. And the one day when I stepped on the scale, when I got home and I looked in the mirror and I didn't like how I looked, I hated taking my shirt off. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like how I looked. I didn't like how I was thinking. I didn't like how I was going about life. It was pathetic. I was like, you got to stop feeling pathetic for yourself. And you got to, you know, man up or own up to it. And you got to get better. You cannot let this define who you really are. And it turned into a blessing because I got home and it fueled me. Lose this weight. Get back into the sport that you truly love. And that is your passion. Get into it. Stop feeling bad for yourself. Stop going down this rabbit hole and really find those little things stop trying to think of these big time things that you that you're trying to jump to and leap to when all you had to do was take these little steps and that's it period yeah just period and i ended up losing 80 pounds i got in shape and then i ended up playing baseball again at a different college out of d3 college and then i ended up playing semi-professional baseball that's it I mean, that's the story, dude. Like you said, you looked in a mirror, you knew you had to change, and you made that change, and you take it day by day. And that that's all it is. That's all you can I mean, that's all you can do. You can't look in a mirror and say, I want to lose eighty pounds in a week. Good fucking luck, right? It's all about that discipline yeah. and sustaining that that discipline and motivation to to keep going. So that's a good that's a great story. Connor, do you, do you have one about yourself? I love hearing that story every time, bro. It gets me pumped up. Kicking ass GTM. Proud of you, man. From where you come Appreciate from, it, man. of course, man. Come along. We yeah, that's, that's 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 a good one. I mean, there's there's been a lot of like personal failures with tips and with communication and things with people, but I'll, I'll make mine a little more concrete too. I I think one thing that I actually you know I've been talking about my base a lot. There was a time when I remember the first time that I actually rehearsed with people. 
That was probably about four years ago by now. I invited a guy I knew from work and a couple of his buddies to come over. And I had, I played with this guy at his apartment before and it had gone well. I was a stoner and we were just screwing around, you know, like it wasn't, wasn't anything serious, you Jimmy know? Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah. But so he was like, yeah, you should play with my buddy. And his buddy was like really good. He had, he had started a couple of bands. So I was nervous, you know, I was intimidated. I felt like I had to show off and stuff. So I, I started playing a bunch of hard stuff that I wasn't prepared to play. And this guy comes, we start, we start playing. There's about four of us down there and he plays guitar. I played I kind of played drums and I played bass, but I had never really rehearsed with anybody before. And that's like a completely different skill set than just learning songs. For those of you who aren't musicians, FYI. So there's a bunch of different skill sets you got to learn as a musician. That's one of them. And, but I thought I was supposed to be really good. And I, apparently he like wanted to start a band with, and he needed a bass player. Well, I started trying to like show off and, you know, I did terrible. I mean, I was awful. I had maybe been playing that hard stuff for like a week. And so I didn't sound good for a rhythm instrumentalist like myself. That's the most important thing is just staying in time. And I wasn't bad at that, but I still wasn't great at that. I wasn't good at figuring out how to play with people. I just wasn't good at it, you know, and then I tried to play drums and, and it, that just like sealed it. It was horrible. I couldn't stay on beat and... It felt really embarrassing. The guy was nice. I mean, he didn't say I sucked or anything. I think I think all he said was, yeah, I, I can tell you're a beginner, you know, and I don't think he meant anything by that. He's just like, you're, you're still very clearly new. And I wanted to quit after that, to be honest with you, because I had been playing for probably about six months by that point, And I had thought that I should be better. You know, I, I was comparing myself. See, that's why you don't do that. I was comparing myself to these guys that I was watching online, learning bass from. I was comparing myself to people that I knew that picked up the stuff way quicker than me. I was comparing myself to some of my favorite bassists and hearing about how they started. Again, very different situations and stuff. And I wanted to quit and I didn't play for a week and I was really down. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Screw it. If I want to play with him and I want to play with anybody... Well, I got to get better then. I can't just feel bad for myself and, oh, I suck, so I can't play anymore. No, I if I want to play and I really want to play with this guy, is it about me? Is it about me looking good or is it actually about me playing with him? And that's when I realized, okay, I was just trying to look good in front of him. So let me actually learn how to play. Now I played with tons of people and they all we have a great time and I can play with them. I just know that I can because I put in the work to do it. I shifted my priorities. I shifted my focus on what I wanted from it and what I wanted for my success. And I've earned it several times now because of that, because I realized what I needed to do. So that's my story. Another fantastic story. It's funny how ego can just, man, ego can put you in check real fucking quick. Yep. Ego can put you, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that guy. Shout, shout out to Ego. Um, Ego, I hate you. Also, I hate you. <laughs> I love that guy, bro. I, I, there's something about, I obviously, everyone hates being embarrassed, but there's something about, I don't know, I've always had a weird like outlook of Humility having a chip on my shoulder. the best thing. Yeah, well, having just a chip on your shoulder, you're like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I just embarrassed the hell out of myself. Well, watch this. Next time you're around me, I'm not going to be like that again. That's cool. No. My my example, which I've talked about, and I, I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's just like, you know, I'm I'm there now. But it was when I graduated college and I had no idea what the hell I was doing or where I would be. And 
I was very financially broke. I planned this whole year. I was kind of telling people like I was going to try to go to grad school and do this whole thing. And unfortunately, COVID restrictions down where I was at college uh, didn't allow me to like get shadowing hours. And so I essentially couldn't apply to any schools because that was the observation hours and having experience was a huge, huge requirement part of the application. So here I am after pretty much telling people that I'm going to be, not that I'm going to get in grad school, but I'm going to start grad school and not having any idea about my future, not getting to any schools. And so I just moved. I moved from Alabama all the way to Kentucky. I didn't know anyone besides my family. I found two jobs that were related to the physical therapy world, drove an hour there and back every day, worked six days a week, you know, made up some money, did everything myself, all the applications, the interviews, and finally got in after. And then on top of that, all the schools I applied to and everything, I got all of this, the six denial letter, rejection letters. And then I got an offer from the school I'm going to now. And so it's just a really cool moment of like, you know, just about what I'm about to get up. I only, I was waiting to hear back from two other places. Everyone else has denied me. And so, oh shit, here we go. Another denial letter, another denial letter. But, uh, you know, you put in that hard work and you believe in yourself and you try to still achieve that goal, even when you are knocked down several times again, and again, and again. Anyways, that that's my answer. But I think all three of us had uh, fantastic answers. And I think our personal experiences are just a testament to how sometimes to sustain the success or to even just get to that goal that you're trying to achieve is all about the dedication, your intrinsic motivation that we talked about earlier and just staying consistent. But gentlemen, I think we're going to end the episode there. I think it was a fantastic episode, a bunch of great content, a bunch of personal inspiring stories in it as well. And I think everyone who's going to watch or listen to this episode will enjoy it. But as always, JT and Connor, I appreciate you boys hopping on. And then, yeah, another episode down. I appreciate everyone listening to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. Follow the Instagram page, Let's Talk 20s podcast, uploading our weekly wisdoms, uploading our new episode every Wednesday afternoon. So I hope you guys enjoy as always. I hope you guys had a great week. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Until next one. Peace. See ya. Drop.